Hi friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome! I'm a West Coast mama who has yo-yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self-loving approach that would keep my weight in check, and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you. And as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. Hello there, my dear friends. It's me, Diana. It is Wednesday, and I'm so excited to talk to you guys about weight loss. By far and away, the last four months, probably five months by the time you guys are listening to this, have been the most formative for me ever in coming across something that would really change the way that I approach eating and food. And I guess the biggest part of it is just having a better understanding of the way that I used to go crazy like gangbusters and then just quit and say fuck it. And um, I wanted to talk to you guys about that today because there have been some really, really big changes for me in the last five months and it's been incredibly positive. So I always want to try and give the credit to this woman. Her name's Corinne, Corinne Crabtree. Her podcast is called Losing 100 with Corinne. It's incredible. I have it in my ear all the time. Well, not all the time, but I try to at least listen a little bit every day because she has so much wisdom on there about um, not just losing weight, but just how messed up the diet culture is and what a perpetual business it is and how instead of just making things simple, it's been turned into this kind of like money-making machine. And I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but if you really think about like how simple it could be to lose weight if you really cleaned up your mind. And that's what her whole thing is. So I just want to preface this whole thing by saying that. By far and away, the biggest thing that I've learned for sure is that I'm never going to quit on myself again. It doesn't matter how much champagne I drink in Vegas or how big of a piece of cheesecake I eat or how much I overdo it um, on a bad day. I'm always going to get up the following day or the following meal and do the four basics, which is drinking plenty of water, at least 64 ounces a day, showing up for myself with that, getting enough sleep, which means I actually have to turn the TV off, put the device away let my mind settle down and really, really let my body reset itself with some, just some good old fashioned, put your head on the pillow time. Uh, Making sure that I'm eating only when I'm actually hungry, not when I'm emotionally hungry, not when I'm bored, uh, not when I'm happy. And so I feel like I deserve it and I want to celebrate, not for any other reason, except for the fact that my stomach tells my brain, Hey, Diana, you're hungry. That's the only reason to eat, not because it's time to eat, not because everyone else is eating, because you can always go to a meal 
and sit there and have some water and visit because it's not your, your meals or your times out or your celebrations aren't really about food. It's more about connecting with other people. And so we have this unhealthy, um, connection where it's like, okay, well, I don't want to sit there and not eat because everyone else is eating. It's perfectly fine to just say, you know what? I'm not really hungry yet. So don't eat, you know, wait until you're hungry. And that is a bit, man, that is a big lesson I keep learning over and over and over again. And then the hardest one of all for me personally is to stop eating once you're full. So it doesn't matter how good the thing is. It doesn't matter the drama that you have around it because you'll say, well, I don't want to leave this last two by two inch square of lasagna and have to like package it up. I might as well just eat it. I don't want to have to throw away these last couple of bites. I, you know, oh, what's it going to hurt? It's just couple bites of a chicken finger that my daughter left behind, or it's a couple bites of macaroni and cheese or whatever. Um, I have a really hard time stopping because once I get going, then I'm a finish your plate kind of eighties baby who really, really has a hard time leaving those last couple of bites, even though I'm satisfied. So getting back to it, I basically feel like the biggest change of all of the things I've learned. And there's been a lot that I've learned. I've really, really dove very deep into studying this, writing about it, journaling about it, thinking about it, listening to it over and over again. Um, I mean, the woman has like 400 different podcasts up there. So I haven't listened to all of it, but I mean, I've listened to a lot of it. After dedicating that time and actually living the lifestyle for the last five months, the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway out of all of the takeaways, and there's been a lot, is the fact that you cannot expect to get anywhere if you put these uh, perceived um, perfections on yourself like okay I'm going to be perfect I'm going to be perfect I'm going to work out and I used to do this like I'm going to work out you know five to seven days a week that's my commitment and I'm going to eat perfectly and it's going to all be veggies and this and the other thing you can't do all that and expect not to have some sort of like ramification or some kind of blowback where you either go back to an old habit and you revert or you um, that makes you stall out, that makes you bummed out, that makes you, you know, it, I mean, the truth is like we just went to Vegas. It was an amazing, amazing vacation. It was only two days. My parents stayed with the kids. It was such a great getaway, just like a sexy, like I only packed really cute clothes. We went with this other couple who were super fun. From the moment that I got there, it was drinking. Like I, we were checking in at the hotel. My friend went over and got a round of drinks and put a champagne in my hand because everyone knows I'm a champagne girl, right? And the whole weekend was like that. But the old me would have taken a weekend like this where I needed it. Like we needed it. We got to see a concert. We got to hang out by the pool and eat quesadillas and drink and laugh and be silly and just be adults and reconnect. It was good for us. It was good for our marriage. It was probably good for our kids and our parents. We needed that. But in the past, what I would have done was come home and and been like, okay, now I have to get back to my quote unquote diet. And I just don't feel that way anymore. I like my lifestyle so much. I like that I get to eat what I want in a, uh, proportion that's reasonable. I like that I'm getting enough water. I like the way that my skin looks. I like everything about this quote unquote diet. I wouldn't even call it a diet. I'd call it a lifestyle that instead of going away to Vegas for 48 hours and coming home hungover and just being like, oh, screw it. I'm just gonna, 
you know, we're going out to dinner tonight. I'm going to go hit McDonald's for, or Taco Bell. Taco Bell's my place. I'm going to go hit Taco Bell for lunch because I'm just, I, and, and my body said that. Like when I got home, I got home um, Monday afternoon, like Monday evening, I'm like, let's just go to Taco Bell. Like I'm just craving something greasy. But I had my couple of meals out. And now it's time to get back to drinking water and eating whole healthy foods and, you know, having my own back and showing up. And it's by far out of all of the things I've learned, that's the thing that has made the biggest difference is that I just don't let, you know, my daughter's birthday where I have a piece of birthday cake turn into like a week long punishment session of overeating food. And by being able to observe myself through journaling, through, um, listening to podcasts where I'm like, oh yeah, that's, I do that. Oh my gosh, I totally do that. Or, or even like, you know, I'm, I'm feeding the kids. And I told Thomas, I said, you know, here's this bean and cheese burrito stub. Cause I make a little tiny, like take it a little flour tortilla, put beans and cheese on it, microwave it for 30 seconds and kind of wrap it up. And the baby will, not the baby, she's five. She'll eat that. But there's always like half left and it gets firm and cold and congealed. It's not great. And I told Thomas, this is a thing I used to do. It's not even like good. I just would eat this nub. Why? It's garbage. My daughter knew enough that she didn't need any more of it. Why do I feel like I need to eat her leftover food? And so by being able to have knowledge and open my mind to watching like how I behave, like, oh, this is my behavior. And being able to train my mind to say, we don't do this anymore. This isn't who we want to be. This isn't serving us. This isn't getting us there anymore. And really, like they call it a thought download, really doing some like thought downloads on why am I doing this? Am I doing it because I'm bored? Am I overeating because I'm sad? I'm anxious. Am I overeating because I'm happy and I want to celebrate? Am I, I I used to go to Bunko. I've talked about this before. I used to go to Bunko in my neighborhood with a bunch of older ladies who I didn't have anything in common with. And then they were like, oh, five kids, how'd that happen? And I have to tell my whole story about how our, my husband lost his wife and she came to, uh, he came to me with a daughter and then I was in the middle of adopting a child and went through this crazy divorce and then we all got together and there was four of us and then Thomas and I had a surprise baby. And the story sounds crazy. When you're telling 70-year-old women this story and they're looking at you with wide eyes like you're a crazy person, I'm not a crazy person. We have a beautiful family story. But getting asked these questions over and over again, I would go to these bunko things and like belly up to the like the appetizer bar and just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat to deal with these heavy emotions. At the end of the day, now like if I if I had those the tools that I have now back then, I'd be like, "Girl, this is not the place for you. These are not your people." Explaining this situation over and over and over to people is like traumatizing for you. So don't go. They don't need you. They don't care if you don't go. They don't care. They know you're not a fit too. So being able to observe like who I am and who I'm being and why I'm acting the way I'm acting around food has been very, very, like I wish I I wish I would have had these tools 40 years ago because I have been doing this coping with my anxiety or coping with whatever emotion, good, bad, ugly, whatever the emotion is, I've been coping with it with food for the last 40 years. The lethal things that I also uh, in the past would partake in is that I would 
in my head have this running dialogue that I was the only one going through this. I was the only one who was out of control. I was the only one who would, you know, promise myself that I was going to exercise a certain number of days and I was going to eat just so. And then I would crash and burn because I'd have a bad day or I'd have a hard time at work or I'd have something come up with the kids or Thomas and I would have something go on or, or whatever. And then I would overeat and I would compensate for whatever my feeling was with this way that I coped with my emotions. And the bottom line is like my problems haven't gone away. Like I still have, you know, Thomas and I'll have a fight or the hot water heater will explode or I got COVID or whatever the deal is. You know, um, I I think I'm going to go to a dentist appointment and then we have a lockdown at the school and I have to run over and get all the girls from school and one of my daughters is ditching. And, you know, it's like there are still problems like getting my eating habits under control have not solved any of that. They still come up. But the funny thing is, is now I write in my journal about XYZ happened today. Uh, I briefly write about like what foods I had for the day, you know, how I feel about it, um, how the day went. And then almost always at the end of the journaling, and I'm like, yeah, the hot water heater exploded and one of the kids was stitching school and I didn't have to eat about it. And that's, that's been one of the takeaways is that like, I don't have to cope anymore with going crazy with food. There's other ways to cope with my problems. There's other ways to cope with my happiness, my sadness, my highs and my lows besides overeating. So Again, the whole point of this particular segment of the podcast was to talk about the fact that the biggest takeaway of the whole thing is that I just will not quit on myself. And it's one of the things, probably the biggest starting points um, that I would suggest to anyone, if you are out there and you're really, really struggling with your weight, uh, maybe you're one of those people who have lost weight before or lost a substantial amount, had everyone cheer you on, and then you just went ahead and gained it all back. You're not alone. I've been there. If you're one of those people who have been struggling with it since you were in, you know, like, I, I think like third or fourth grade, I remember being at the Catholic school and having other girls talk about me being bigger than them. If you're one of those kids who just has trauma from your childhood and has always been the big girl with the big feet or the big bones or like the thunder thighs or whatever, if you're that kid, you're not alone. Like you're not alone and there are solutions out there for this. And those solutions don't include never having another beer or always abstaining from the cupcakes when it's birthday time or never having fun in Vegas. The truth is, is that there is a way to do this that's reasonable, that shows up for yourself on a regular basis, that gets up and tries again. And I think that of all of the things that I've done in the last five months, by far, it's just having a having a bad day and starting fresh the next day and not waiting a week, not waiting a month, just getting right back on it. So I hope this reaches somebody who needed to hear it. Um, again, Corinne Crabtree losing 100 pounds is where I've been getting coached and really kind of diving deep because I don't want this to be something that I deal with until I'm 80 or until I'm in the grave. I want to get my weight off and I want to get it off in a way that serves me and that I feel in control of and that doesn't consume my whole life. Like I don't want to be, you know, eating only meat and butter in my coffee, you know, and not never having a bite of sugar again. I want to live. So hope this reaches somebody that wants to, uh, wants to or needs to hear it um, and get some comfort off of knowing that you can succeed. You're not alone. You're not unique. 
this is a lot of us that are going through this. Not all of us are talking about it, but a lot of us are going through it and that you love, you're loved and that you matter and that the person that you should matter the most to is yourself. You should show up for yourself and you can right now you can, um, go up and get a, get a, you know, a 12 ounce cup and fill it up with water and have a big drink of water. Because that's, you know, that's a great place to start having a drink of water, putting a podcast in your ear for 20 minutes every day about a healthy way to lose weight. Don't listen to some Yahoo that's telling you that you should replace your meals with bars. That's bullshit. And they're probably loaded with sugar, you know, Um, figure out a way to plan to get a journal and journal every day. You know, there's just small steps that you can do right now, this very minute. Um, And if you're looking for ways to do that, you can go back. Those little pink squares on uh, my podcast are all the weight loss ones. There's probably at least a dozen of them now that are up and I'm really proud of them. And it's been a great five months for me and I'm going to continue talking about it because I know that there's people who need to hear this. And um, not only am I proud of it for myself, I'm excited. I'm excited to be knowing that, you know, I do have another 10 or 15 pounds to lose and I'm going to do it nicely and slowly and I'm going to enjoy every bit of the ride down and I'm going to enjoy staying there. And when I have a night out where I have too much to drink and I eat too much cheesecake, the next day won't be like, oh, screw it. Let's go to Taco Bell. The next day will be like, okay, I'm going to go get my water and I'm going to get right back on that. And I'm hoping to build a community of people around me who are trying to do the same thing. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.